Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down. Don't touch that. Stop it. Where's the line? Yes. Good? Yes. Rolling? Rolling. Oh, well, welcome to Hands Off Parents. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm good. Yeah. I'm uh, just uh, enjoying this dark room that we're in. It's lovely. It's ambiance. I found out that I have a vitamin D deficiency, which I have had like all the time. But then I realized it's because I work in a theater. I I feel like we've talked about this. I think it's... On the show? Uh, maybe not. The lines are so blurred. I know. We, t- what are, what? What is even a vitamin D deficiency? What does it make you do? <laughs> I, I don't know where I could find that out. I have no idea, but I take vitamin D. You take it in a pill. I take it now. You do? Yeah. It's supposed to put the, I feel like it's supposed to give you like energy. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't do that at all. It doesn't um, do any of that. You have increased risk, uh. Scurvy from (laughs) cardiovascular disease. Don't you get scurvy? Doesn't say scurvy. I I don't even know what that is. But um, like the oh, there you go. That's inappropriate. Um, how's your daughter doing? Adjusting to school? She's doing really well. Yeah. Um, she is does she doesn't tell me anything. I don't get any information. Weird because she's so chatty. I think she's tired. What we've noticed is like. I mean, she is asleep. Like, her, she is tired at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, like, I think she's busy. I think it's a lot more structured and she's working hard. And, um, but yeah, every time we ask her, she seems happy. She tells me she has best friends in the class. That's great. Um, and then, like, she'll drop little clues here and there that when we went to the open house, I was like, oh, you keep talking about the kissing hand because you read a book called The Kissing Hand. And, like, if I would pay attention more and not yeah. be so, like, what did you do today? Right. And then for her to be like, I don't want to talk to you right now because she's 15. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I feel like I would be picking up on more information. Yeah. It's been really nice because we've talked however many times about taking care of ourselves, which is really hard and how I like don't exercise and I don't do anything for my body, but I've been walking her to school every day and then walking back and it just feels so good. Yeah. That's not how long, how far away is it? Uh, it's like a 15 minute, 10 minute walk. Oh, that's nice. And it's nice to walk your kids to school. It's really great. It's yeah. really great. I mean, I do take a wagon. So then I just look like a creeper walking back yeah. by myself at the end afterwards. But, um, and then simultaneously I'm, I'm in a play right now. I'm, I'm in a play. I'm doing a play. I'm acting. When was the last time you acted? Probably 10 years ago. Wow. So I do like voiceover stuff, but I don't have to prepare for that. And I get to just like go into a booth and do that. This is actually like, I have lots of lines and I have to like really work and, um, which is really hard. Really working is hard. And, and the rehearsal schedule is crazy. I'm there at night, every night, every night. Mike is doing all of the bedtimes for, so Tuesday through Friday, I'm in rehearsal at night and then Saturday during the day. Wow. Two days off a week. (gasps) That's a lot. It's a lot. And we're probably making a million dollars doing it. I'm making a ton of money. <laughs> I'm going to be able to buy us a boat. Oh, very nice. Um, but like, I'm totally wrestling with all this guilt about that. Um, yeah. 
because you you you're not seeing her. No. And, and she's like transitioning at the same time into her school environment. Mm-hmm. But I pick her up at 320, you know, which is like when I, she was at daycare, I could leave, leave her until six. six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I pick her up and we, I just like feel like I'm trying harder to be present in the times that we do have together, which frankly, when you just kind of like have endless hours. Yeah. I'm not as deliberate. Yeah. About it. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's quality over quantity. I've read that in a couple of different places about your kids. Yeah. And I was talking to this other mom outside of her school the other day and I was telling her about it and she's like, that's so awesome. Like you get to be something other than mom. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how you feel like, I feel like I have been things other than mom. I don't think that my personal identity like stopped after I had a kid. Like that is a huge role that I play. Yeah. No, I don't think, I don't think that at all about, I think it was a conscious effort on my part to not do that. I would guess you, maybe you weren't conscious, but no, you, I don't think that you in any way stopped being yourself. Yeah. And, but I know certainly lots of moms want to just like time out and just devote their time to their kids, which is great. I would not, I could not do that. Like, I know, but it's like, is that bad? Do you feel bad about that? Um, no, No. I don't. I think that I spend plenty of time with my kids and I do a lot with them and we play and hang out and they're loved. They're fine. Yeah. We give lots of hugs and kisses and, but I think it's important for me anyway, maybe because I have boys, but I would no, even more so, I would guess if you had a girl to show that, hey, I do, I do stuff. I go to work. I always say, mommy's got to go to work. Mom goes to work. Well, that's what she says now, like at night. She's like, mommy, you're going to work again. Yeah. And then last night, you know, I got these little personal pizzas so Mike and her could make pizzas. And they were doing this funny Italian accent. And she was like, a make a pizza. And she kind of like doing this funny thing. And I was like leaving. And she was just like, I don't care that you're leaving. Like, you know, and then I was like, oh, my God, she's used to it now. <laughs> she doesn't care. She cares. But it's nice. I mean, it is true. Like, yeah, I mean, my mom was a stay at home mom and it was great. Um, but she jokes about it. She jokes about it. She's like, look how my kids <laughs> I mean, I just think that like, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, you know, it doesn't mean success or not success. No, I, everybody, yes, you could be a stay-at-home mom and completely ignore your kids just right. fine. Right. Or you could be a working mom and Can when you, you have completely the time, ignore your kids. Yeah. And then completely ignore <laughs> your kids. You just ignore your kids. I had a meeting with my um, chair of my dissertation committee and he was like, we we're like listing all the things that I have to do. And he's like, and you have to be a mom. I was like, what? He was like, don't forget your kids. I was like, oh, they're like number six on the list right about now. And I was I making know. a joke and he did not find it funny at all because he doesn't have kids. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get that. No. Like, yeah. ha ha. I don't mean, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I always make right. the joke like, where where are they? They're, I don't know. Yeah. Not, she's playing in the street. Somewhere. She's fine. She can take care of herself. She's yeah. grown. Um, but this is what, you know, like my husband is nice. He lets me do these things. Yeah. It's nice. Wow. How 1950s was that statement? <laughs> no, but he's he lets me do these things. He's supportive. Well, it's true. Like if I had a different marriage, I don't know if I would be able to do yeah. that. Yeah. But cause that's a, honestly, I'm the worst. If he told me he was doing that, I would be like, no, 
No, you're not doing that. You're not missing every bedtime. I'm not raising her by myself right now. (laughs) I don't care if it's for five weeks. No. Thanks, Mike. Mike doesn't listen to the show. So so it's fine. Anyway, Rob will tell. Yeah, (laughs) Rob listens. Hi, Rob. Thanks for listening to the show. So thinking about um, having a girl. How's she going to do this? (laughs) Oh, that was good. And being a parent who Mm -hmm. um, tries to do other things and be other things. We've talked about eating before, right? We definitely have. But um, my mother-in-law sent me this article. And she and I were just talking about, you know, the the perils of having a girl versus a boy or two boys even um, about like body image. But this article is specifically titled, which I think is a good way to start this conversation, why we should tell girls they're beautiful less often Um, And there's a lot of stuff in here that I know we've talked about body image stuff and you were talking about your mom was always on a diet. My mom was always on a diet and how that's affected us. But it never really occurred to me to think like, well, we shouldn't even tell girls that they're pretty. Like we shouldn't even go there because that's starting this conversation that girls need to be pretty. Yeah. I, I, I talk about this a lot with, not telling your kids they're naturally anything. You're not supposed to tell them they're naturally anything, right. apparently. And we've we've touched on that. You're supposed to say, you worked really hard. Right. The plasticity thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what about, what? what's wrong with saying you're smart and you're pretty? Or you're smart and you're beautiful? Or you worked hard? Um, Is that a bad thing? Beautiful people can be geniuses i don't know is it just feel torn about it like when my kid puts on like her like dress-up clothes yeah and we say like oh you look beautiful she just lights up yeah just lights up like a christmas tree does that make you feel bad though thinking that like in somewhere in her little brain you're turning her into a I don't know. Why can't she be beautiful? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not so worried about it for her because, um, I don't, I don't put a ton of stock into my physical appearance. I, I mean, like (laughs) I should shower more, (laughs) but I did shower today. I did shower today and put on clothes. My my husband's like, why are you so dressed up? I'm like, I just put on clothes. You took a shower. Like, I said, it, uh, you look very lovely because I'm today. not wearing my usual like shorts and a disgusting t-shirt. <laughs> Maybe that's why. <laughs> like my hair is not pulled back. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, my I, like I grew up in a household with a woman who put on her makeup every single morning. Yeah. and did her hair and physical appearance and like wore jewelry and right has to this day very coordinated outfits. Very, very coordinated. I mean, she's a glamorous lady. She is. She looks great all the time. All the time. And um, I don't know if like the pendulum's going to switch with Iris. Like since I don't dress up all the time, put on Mm. makeup, like if she's going to. But your mom wasn't the kind of person who would say to you, you should put on makeup or you are pretty or not pretty. She would, I mean, yeah, she was complimentary, like over, overly complimentary, yeah. I think. But, okay. um, but I, she was, she didn't want me to, she, I think she wanted me to 
maybe present myself a little bit better okay. than I did. Okay. Um, but I just wore like garbage right. growing up. I mean, it was in the nineties. <laughs> I know. I like, and then I remember one year I, when I was at college, she threw away all my shit. <gasps> and I, to this day, I'm like, I can't believe Maureen, you did that to me. It you. was so messed up. There were some sweaters there that I think about <laughs> to this day. They were fines. Um, it's so funny. My brother's wedding speech, his toast, he, uh-huh. he said like, what, like growing up, I wanted my sister to think I was cool and she would shop at this disgusting cesspool of a germ <laughs> factory called Value Village. And so I would shop there and like, it was disgusting. Yeah. Like I'm sure we all got scabies, and, you know, <laughs> right. scurvy, <laughs> scurvy. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I wonder if it's like, more modeling the behavior right or saying something that's a good question that i don't know if this article addresses because it really just like cites some data about eating disorders which is shocking in and of itself 34 percent of five-year-old girls engage in deliberate dietary restraint and that's awful five-year-old girls that's crazy that's crazy and where are they learning that though? That's what I'm. This that's is the what thing. I'm agreeing with. Are they learning it you. from their moms or their be. school, like their friends or their friends' moms? Like somebody is yeah. teaching that kid about dieting. And I, when my mom talks about, I get upset with her when she talks about dieting in front of Iris. Yeah, that I, I think the dieting versus you're pretty is. I would consider that too different issues personally, but maybe not. This is saying, don't talk about how people look. Don't spend time focusing on who looks so pretty because that sends a message that pretty is important. So if you say somebody's pretty or somebody's not pretty or that actress is pretty or look how great she looks, then is that sending a message to your kid that this is something that they need to strive for? But or why is it bad to feel pretty? I, That's my question. I agree. I don't know. I, I don't think... Like when you sent that to me initially, I was like, yes, yeah. totally. We shouldn't do that to our yeah. girls. But but like I think it's in the same group as the other thing yeah. where you just shouldn't make a kid feel like they're this natural anything. Right. Like right. I just think kids should feel like um, they are – part of their story like they're they're the ones writing their story right that they weren't just like born with this natural gift that they have worked really hard for it and that they have achieved because that builds character and that builds grit like this educational term that people keep talking about but i i agree with you but i guess physically you are who you are right and then if you're not pretty and people and that becomes an important uh, attribute or something to strive for, then what do you do? Well, you lose weight or you exercise over exercise or you get plastic surgery at 17, which you hear about or bigger boobs or whatever. And that I can, is very unhealthy. I mean, mm-hmm. I can potentially become very unhealthy, but I don't know. I'm pretty torn too. I'm torn by this too. And I mean, what's your, what's your experience with it? Um, like, were you told as a kid, like, Abby, you're so pretty. Yes. But more like you're cute. I was, but I was, uh, I mean, not, I don't mean it like that. I was the youngest. So I was like the little Abby 
was the little cute one. But I would say the flip side of that is that I was not told that I was smart. I was told that I wouldn't say I was told that I was stupid, but I was definitely not told that I was smart. Who was the smart one? My sis, both my sisters were very smart and they are and were very smart people, but they like to read sci-fi novels and they were really good in school. And Sarah actually had quite a few disabilities and overcame them, which was even more, but Sarah wrote a sci-fi novel at eight or something like that like like 200 pages of oh my god yeah she was insane um so and i liked like 90210 and and to like read the babysitter's club and stuff and my dad is a highfalutin type of a person i'm thinking right now as you're talking about this like what was the message i was given as a child like what was my like so i was thinking about harris he was told he was funny. Right. And look, and then he became on, a comedian. Yes. Went on to do that. I think I was told, oh, you're so talented. You're, you know, like the performance stuff. Right, right, right. But did my parents put me into that because I had a natural inclination towards it? Right. Or did I go towards it because they, I mean, from what, from what they say and what the videotapes show. Yeah. I was putting on plays like from the time I could speak. Right, right. Like performing constant like iris right you know like this morning we were like we've got to get this kid in a theater class yeah yeah she's like yeah all she wants to do is play pretend and she just assigns everybody roles and you be this person and she like really tries to like tap into what that character's feeling right you know (laughs) like that's a great so is it it's so it's always nature nurture nurture. same thing is it is it nature or is it nurture but then like who who decides who is pretty? I mean, if if you tell your kid who maybe is not traditionally beautiful right. that they are, why is that harmful? I don't know because then they get out in the world and they see or they turn on TV and they see these traditionally pretty people who... Don't you think some of that stuff is fading more though? Or do you think that's just sort of a myth? I don't know. I think that... I mean, this study's from what two thousand fifteen. That's not that long ago. There's the a world lot of very different in two thousand fifteen. There's all this body positivity going on, which is. is very good, which is new in a lot of ways. I and mean, harmful like, in some ways. I think we've talked about this too. How how refresh? Um, I'm all for body positivity, absolutely. As a product of somebody who was had an eating disorder and probably still has an eating disorder i'm all for it but then also we our children are the most obese children in the world the whole world what is so that's true where do we go like where's the line between how you're being unhealthy by the way Mm -hmm. like big is beautiful and it's also not so good for you you might have diabetes and I like I students when I taught high school I noticed as the years went on there were girls who were heavier who was wearing nothing like totally letting it all hang out and didn't and felt great about it and I'm proud of you for that I am so proud that you feel good about yourself but if you're overweight you're over you know I don't know I'm sounding like a jerk right no well you are very skinny so you kind of do sound 
like a skinny person who's who's telling, who's telling fat people I'm fat shaming right now. No, that's not true. Shame. I think a lot of the body positivity movement is not just fat or skinny. Right. It's about color and all of that build and tall and yes. short and it's just about it's about meeting you where you are i agree and i love that that is awesome that it's not just like sweet valley high anymore right it's and it sh- it never was and it shouldn't ever be right and tall blonde and dark and handsome barbies yes barbies and this article actually says but do barbies little girls so bad for you play with barbies anymore like i don't know we're not there yet yeah. Um, but I do know that I've seen like these, you know, natural looking Barbies. Yeah, or... they have that Barbie now. I always liked the the brunette Barbie or the redhead. I mean, and I guess there's dolls who, like I saw the other day, there's disability dolls now, and there's, there's so you and, know, yeah, and I you bought Iris a baby doll with a hearing with aid. With hearing aids. Yes. I spent a lot of money on that stupid doll. <laughs> and you know what? She loves the doll now. She like sleeps with it. The other day she was brushing her hair for 30 minutes by herself in her room. I was shocked. And it was in the morning. She let us sleep and was brushing. The doll's name is Chula. Oh, I like that name. Yeah. <laughs> doll. It's a good name. Chula. <laughs> the hearing aid doll. <laughs> Market that. Um, so... So it's nice to see yourself in on television and not on television. they definitely have opened the doors to more diversity, more diversity, which is amazing. I think it's about like, maybe the message is not you're beautiful, but you're perfect how you are. You're perfect how you are, but you're beautiful how you are. Yeah. What's the difference? I don't know. And I will continue to tell my kids she's beautiful. I tell the boys they're handsome all the time. Well, and like, I mean, my kid has this hair that is like, it's a standout in a crowd. Yeah. I mean, she's got ringlets. She looks like Shirley Temple. And people comment on her hair everywhere we go. Right. Everywhere. Um, it's like part of her identity. Yeah. Like, oh, Iris is the one with the curly hair. Oh, I know she is. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She's so cute with that yeah. hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like she's gonna, you know, I've heard like there was this blonde girl in her class with straight long hair and she was like, I want to have hair like her. I want to have long, beautiful hair. Right. And so she's already equating blonde, long, straight hair with beautiful. Which is, it seems so shocking at three that but it it, but i mean then it is you see it on tv you see it uh your dolls have long blonde hair and but then i feel like it's my job to tell her no you are beautiful as you are to counter that i think so like i don't see that as being a negative if that's your only focus if that's all you're telling her all the time you're beautiful you're beautiful you're beautiful right i get it then but Equating beauty with, like, saying that she's beautiful and that leading to an eating disorder seems like there's something missing in in the middle there. I think so. As, but you say your mom was always on a diet and, and that is more influential. I mean. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I, and I, as the Jews say, I still have some of the schvilkes on yeah, that. Yeah, like I sure. still, you know, I mean, My mom but is I still think, always on a diet. I think I have transferred, I mean, after lots of therapy, like I know how to eat healthy. 
I know how to put what will feel good in my body. Like I know about health. Yeah. Um, and like what will make me feel better. And it's taken a long time to get away from making me feel or looking better versus feeling better. Right. Right. That's very hard. It is very hard. That is very hard. I don't know if I'm there yet. It is. It's hard. And I think what's happened really lately is like, I just don't have room. I don't have room to worry about anything related to that at all. Yeah. Um, but, but I remember matter. like going to, the, I remember going to this one like food or she, it was a therapist of some kind, but she specialized in eating stuff. And I remember she like showed me this chart, like about like the pain chart with the smiley faces. Yeah. But like, this is when I feel hungry. Like hmm. we were just talking about hunger, right? And, like listening to your hunger cues. And that was really like eye opening. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to, this was like in my early 20s. I don't have to like eat X amount of points every day. I can just like eat until I feel full and then recognize fullness and then recognize when I've eaten too much and then I feel sick and then I can just like be in charge of that like a human being who isn't totally fucked up. Yeah. Whoa. That's, I kind of want to go to this lady. I, oh, I see people eating things and I'm like, how do you eat that and look like that? Like, how do you, how genetics? Yeah. I mean, that's a half of it. So guess what? We are fucked up because probably somebody was like, you were beautiful, but you would be more beautiful if, so it's different than saying you're beautiful as you are, then beauty is important. I remember my mom used to always be like, you just have a beautiful face. But then she like wouldn't talk about the rest of me. (laughs) But not a beautiful butt. But what's so crazy is like my dad never said a single word to me about how I looked. He only said, he would say this all the time, it's very cute. You've never looked more beautiful. Even when I look like total shit. Right. You've never looked so good. And like, I don't have a single issue with him i have a lot of issues with him about other stuff but i don't have a single issue with him around my physical appearance my body Mm -hmm. my like i just feel like i can literally look any way around him and it does not matter yeah i don't feel that way about my dad i just saw him i haven't seen him since last christmas and i i put on i had a 5 a.m flight and i knew i was going to see him and i put on makeup like because he commented on stuff like that? Um, not act. It's not like he commented on it. It would just be, I just want to be looking good for him. Does he look good? Mm, like, does he take care of himself? No, not really. I mean, he looks fine. He's, he was a good looking guy. He was in shape. Uh, he had lost some weight, actually, this time around that I had seen him. And I commented on it. Mm-hmm. Everybody comments on that stuff in my family. That is true. When I when I lose weight, people in my family go, "Gosh, you look good." Yeah, I saw my sister over the summer, and she said, um, "You look so much better. You were too skinny last Christmas." And I was feeling bad that she had said that. Like, that's like such a bad. It's not a bad comp. You know what I mean? Humble brag. Yeah. No, like I had gained weight and she said, which I needed to do. And she, oh, you felt like she was saying you were fat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like you just called me fat, even though you said I look better. 
<laughs> well, I but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I was told growing up that I was beautiful, but I don't feel that way. I mean, I don't feel like me neither. Yeah. I don't feel like I, I, I no, no, I feel like I think human beings just feel deficient. People this is what I think. Like shit all I think the it's time. hard. This is what I think. This is what I think. I've decided. Let's lay it down. Here lay it's going it. to be what it is. Let me proclaim as such. I think that it's hard to be a woman. Yes. I think self-esteem is rough, especially when you are a young woman in your teens and in your 20s. It is hard to feel valuable in that way. Mm-hmm. And if I can help my kid to feel valuable in that way, I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I am with you. Like I'm going to fill up her tank. Yeah. And I'm, and you know what, if it fucks her up, well, it would, I'm either going to fuck her up and tell her she's too pretty or I'm going to fuck her up and tell her she's not. Yeah. Either way, she's going to be messed up because they're kids and we mess them up. Yes. Yes. I agree. So like I, you know, and then it's so, we went to this dinner party a couple weeks ago and we were taking these tests we had all had a lot to drink okay. and we were taking these like, what? not Iris. No, no, no. Iris okay. isn't there. Okay. Um, like love languages test. Okay. And Mike and I were both there, but like my love language is verbal. You say I, you, I like, love you. I need people. T- I need words. Okay. Gotcha. I need like you, like anything verbal, right. like verbal affirmation. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And I don't know if, like, I got a lot of verbal affirmation as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I, ha- I still have a very effusive mother. She's My dad so is not. Yeah. So I think maybe it balanced it out. That's interesting. Like, I want to take this test. Well, and it was, it was interesting because it's like, you learn, you should take it with Rob because you learn, like, so Mike and I had the same top three. They were in a different order. Mm hmm. But we both took the least stock in the same things. Oh, interesting. So like one of them is like gift giving. Okay. Like if you, it's like, it's basically how you feel loved and there's no right or wrong. Yeah. It's just like, this is like, is it physical touch? Right. Verbal affirmation, gift giving, acts of service. Okay. Okay. Um, And like if your partner is not doing the thing that you need, you're not going to feel loved. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It just means that if they would kind of like use your love language, yep. it's very cool. That's interesting. It's like I could have I could have saved so much money in therapy. If yeah, I just would have known this a long time ago. Where is it? A, a isn't it? An we'll do it after the show. About your, I'll give you the test about each other. Um, I had to take one of those. Oh, I'm forgetting the name of it. You know when you like apply for a job and they make you take one of those like personality. a personality thing. Yeah. Um, like, are you an empath or a, what is it? Like a, in, a extrovert, introvert, extrovert, extrovert, it's like E-I-N. Something like that. That's, just, that's a barcode. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tax ID. And my boss <laughs> told me he almost didn't hire me because I, I, the test um, said that I needed a lot of verbal confirmation. And I was like, really? I don't, I don't think that doesn't seem like me do you think that seems like me? And he was like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I never occurred to me, but I'm, it's just right. Like, good job. You're doing it right. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, but doesn't everybody want to be told they're doing it right? I don't Hmm. think I need it. I need people to recognize my work. Yeah. Like I need people to be like, you're doing a good job. Like it's really, yeah. Like, and it's not enough for, like, I can't just feel that my husband loves me. I need him to tell me sentences. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I all, he writes great cards, great cards. I mean, just a top tier card writer. That's nice. I'm like, why can't you say those things? Yeah. It's easier to write it. <laughs> say what's it. But, but you know, he doesn't really communicate that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, it is interesting. Yeah, it I is. guess it's sort of off topic, this but is... I think, I don't know. My, my perspective is like, I am going to continue to praise my daughter Nice. And I will praise her for her beauty and I will praise her for her mind and yeah. I will praise her for her work efforts and I will praise her as much as I can. And I will also tell her when she is being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Like she had an accident at school this week. A number two accident, which is so crazy because she and gross has bad. never had that before. Like even when she was like first potty training, yeah. she had very mm. few accidents. One or two on my floor. Pee. I think she might have pooped on my floor. She pooped on your floor? I think so, if I recall. But that's okay. Wow. I'm not holding it against her. She's still very pretty. Wow, my myth is wrong. <laughs> but that was like the day that was she like, started She potty. literally started potty training and we that went to your day. house to record yeah. a podcast. Um, anyway, she's three and a half now yeah. and like should not be doing that. Um, and like I was very aware of like, okay, I don't want to shame her right. for this. right. But also, she needs to know that it's not okay. Like, what's the line between, like, shaming a kid and then reinforcing bad behavior or reinforcing good behavior? Like, I had to tell her, it's not okay to do that. Because I feel like with her, it's not, like, she knows that's not okay. Mm -hmm. And... I needed to tell her, you have to stop and you need to say, you know, tell tell your teacher. You have to go. Um, so this similar thing, not similar at all, but where, and then we should stop talking. We're just like endlessly talking. (laughs) This is the longest podcast ever. This is a podcast. Yes. So that is what we're supposed (laughs) to do is endlessly talk. Jack did something bad and he kept saying, cause I'm bad. Cause I'm bad. And I said, you're not bad, Jack. You did something bad. And I was trying to differentiate between those two things. Which he did not understand. Where did he pick that up? I don't know. I'm sure at school. I'm sure they were like, you're bad. Go sit on that bad chair over there. They call him bad a lot. And he is so bad. Wait, they call him that? Or they'll call... I think, Like, they called me the other day to tell me that he wasn't doing his tracing. I was like, what the fuck do you want me to do about it right now? Wait, what? <laughs> it's... Okay, what, I'm like... I know. My mind is it. like about to have a aneurysm i'm sorry they did what they They called you on your phone yes to tell me that he was not participating in class and he wasn't doing his tracing and i was just like okay and this is the first time they've called me for something like that but i know i have friends in school who have gotten similar phone calls been like your kid's being bad it's like what what do you want me to do right now i'm not there and I'm paying you. And I'm paying you to make him not bad. <laughs> so you figure it out. You're supposed to do my job. Yes. But honestly, he knew why he didn't want to do his tracing. It was a, it was a 
it was a very eye-opening moment. He came home and I said, why didn't you do your tracing? Miss Victoria said, you didn't do your tracing. And he said, because I do tracing at home with daddy. And I was like, he knows why he didn't want to do his tracing because that's not where he does tracing. He does tracing at home with his dad. I was like, did you tell Miss Victoria that? And then I had lost him. But it was so clear. There was so much clarity in his statement of why he didn't do his tracing. I was, I was like, I'm with you. I get it. I get why you didn't want to do it. And so I had to just change the conversation and say, you can do, it's a different type of tracing. You can do tracing at school too. Da, da, da. But you, okay. So you feel like, but they don't tell you Levi's bad. Levi is never bad. Oh God. No, Man. he's, oh, and they're going to, your kids are going to be so messed up. You know why? <laughs> because the, look at these messages. Yeah. That they're getting ingrained. And Levi is bad all the time. So I I think that he, but he's just so aware. We've talked, he just knows when to stop. And Jack doesn't know when to stop. But if his school is giving him messages. I know. That's not nice. That's not good. It's not good to say you're bad. You're not bad. You did something bad. Or you did something wrong. Or you didn't make a good choice. You made a bad choice. made a bad choice. So so weird that they're using that language. Bad. I don't, it's a word that is, it is a word that I don't like. It's a bad word. It's a bad word. It's a bad word. But, so I think in light of this article that we're talking about, there's ways to change the conversation. To not just say, you're pretty. You're pretty just the way you are. You look pretty because you are a wonderful person or what, I don't know. You're pretty on the inside. You're pretty on the inside and on the outside. Girls should, I mean, boys too. People should feel like they're not gross. It's a complicated <laughs> issue. I mean, I totally to agree. It. No, I, I totally like agree. I totally agree. It I, is very I, complicated. And it's such a like, oh God. I, I know. We're even fucking talking about yeah. this. Yeah. Privileged little lives. I know. Really. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I wonder what people think about this. Yeah. I, I know like you're not, I, I get it. Like you're not supposed to do X, Y, and Z. And yeah, girls can wear blue. Of course they can freaking wear blue. Nobody's arguing. Girls can play with astronauts. Of course. Does that mean we can't say you, you naturally like a pink shirt. I don't know why girls like pink. It's not a cool color, but they do. Is there, is it so wrong? I mean, we've got this one book about this owl, and it's a boy owl, and he wears a pink bathrobe. Yeah. And we have to change the pronoun because she gets so pissed off. Really? If we call the owl a he. Yes. Wow. She's like, and I, every time we read the book, I'm like, do you know how many pink shirts daddy has? That you, daddy has so many pink shirts. Mike has quite he a has few. He has quite a few pink, pink shirts. shirts. Yes, he does. He likes the color pink. It looks good on him. <laughs> <laughs> Rob does not have any pink shirt. I tried to buy him a pink shirt. He was like, if no. I saw him in a pink shirt, I would stop traffic, take a photo. Like it would be yeah, I don't think very odd to he see. Might have used to. No, I don't know. I feel like he only has black shirts. <laughs> <laughs> like death, like he is. His mom's favorite story of thousands of favorite stories is that she tried to make him a grilled cheese and he said, I don't want a grilled cheese, I want a boy cheese. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Um I, lastly, to wrap this up, yeah. about feeling good or whatever, I heard the most, oh, so sad, this uh-huh. podcast, listen to such a sad podcast. It's this terrible things for asking podcast that yeah. I just love. The one you were on? Because that one broke my heart. Yes, but it wasn't my episode. Okay. Um, 
it was the episode from this last week and they had interviewed these parents who have a 10 year old with fragile X syndrome. Okay. And they were talking about, yeah, like the stuff that they were talking about wasn't like all the stuff that he has to deal with medically. They were like, he's never invited to birthday parties. Oh no. He's never invited to friends houses. (gasps) He doesn't have a friend. He doesn't like, we are part of the disabled kids club. And it was like, and the host Nora, who I love was like, okay, everybody who lives in their community, invite them to a fucking birthday party. What is the matter with you? Yeah, Like, Oh it's my gosh. Ju- it was just so, you know, like even parents not doing that. I mean, I, kids are mean and they're mean, but that's why parents are in charge. I know. And I just think it's, you know, we're talking about this issue and like, there's just parents out there who deal with stuff. That's yeah. like, it, this is on another level, another level, but this is a good way to end this show being supportive yes of your kid being supportive of other people's kids trying to boost everyone up just be a good person i mean and this I, whole show is I about know. right and it's not it's not you know i hesitate to like because you know the millennial generation gets all this shit about everyone gets a trophy and we don't want to yeah, do that but which we know but i think there's ways to to do it that will boost self-esteem. Yes. You tried really hard. Good job. And you just beautiful. didn't win. And you're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the everyone gets a trophy thing. I don't, I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what to do about that. But everyone thinking they're a special snowflake. It's not, it does not help society. It really does not. It, it doesn't. But but then but are then, you going to make your kid into a special snowflake if you compliment everything that they, they are do. and that they do? But maybe it is the move of you tr- tried really hard and you worked really hard. Good job is sh- is a shift, a recent shift. I don't know because obviously we weren't parents 10 years ago when everybody was a special snowflake. But I think our generation of parents are not going down that route. I don't think no. we are the everybody gets a trophy parents. I but then do don't you feel that way. master kid up on the, I don't know. I never got a freaking trophy for anything ever. One trophy I got one. I don't even remember getting one. <laughs> you got lots of trophies. I don't remember. Clearly it didn't make an impact. No, it didn't. There you go. That's the thing. Whether you got remember. one or it did, didn't matter. Did not I matter. remember getting ribbons for things. And then being really, feeling really good about them. Yeah. Yeah. I just think the world is hard it's, and cruel and no. it's going to beat our kids down. So let's just tell our so, kids they're great and perfect. That's fine. Except when they're bad. That's right. <laughs> the end. The end. Tell us how you feel about this. Yeah. Um, you can send us an email. We've been getting some great messages. Um, and it's awesome. It's one I'm like so nice to hear from people and if we take a week to get back to you it's just because we, we suck bad at our lives yeah, we're bad at our lives and managing everything but, is hard yeah uh, and i feel like parents understand that i think so yeah <laughs> so. like if you send us an email and then we don't respond to you we love you but and, it's just hard yeah 
Y'all get it. Yeah. Y'all but get it. <laughs> we're trying our also best. Also, invite everyone to your kid's birthday party. Yes. Please. And me too. But I'm only buying you one present for my two kids. And I'm only coming because I want cake. <laughs> um, because I'm body positive. Hashtag. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter at Hands Off Parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands Off Parents is Steph and Abby. Mail can 